Grab your eyeliner and write this down in your diary because today we're gonna list this. What's up everybody and welcome back to List This, where we list and you listen. As always, I'm Josh and I'm joined by... Cameron. And, and Allie. Today we have a special guest. It's me. Uh, Allie has joined us to give us her top five emo bands, which is what we're doing Indeed. this week. And uh, we're also celebrating our 25th episode. So we've done this 25 times, Cameron. Which is a lot of times. <laughs> it's a lot of times. It's a lot of lists. That's, that's the of, biggest thing. A lot of lists. A lot of spending time with you guys <laughs> in front of this one microphone that we're... Well, and like that's over a hundred things that each of us have listed yeah. just in general. So that's, that's a lot of stuff. Yeah. And if you want to support the show, you can support us at our Patreon. Patreon.com slash list this podcast, I believe. Uh, I'll that put a link the in the name uh, of the show. Yeah, it is. Sounds right. Uh, I'll put a link in our Facebook and Twitter and stuff. Um, cool. So, without further ado, Ali, since you're our special guest, you want to kick us off with your number five? Uh, sure. Number five. Why not? Um, so, I'm going with, for my number five, Asking Alexandria. Because that's. It's like my first choice because it's kind of my name. <laughs> That's fair. Um, so why wouldn't it be? Um, it was kind of part of like the trinity of emo bands in 2010 when I was listening to them. Um, but it's probably the only one out of the three Pierce the Veil, Ask Alexandria, and Black Veil Brides that I listened to That's that I fair. would still listen to, which is kind yeah. of what I base my list off of. Like like replayability kind yeah. of thing like yeah that's kind of what I do. How well they too. age yeah. with yeah. you? Yeah, because yeah. like yeah. everything, there's a lot of stuff I wouldn't listen to anymore, yeah. which I, like, I didn't include on the list. No pun intended, but my list is all about like emotional attachment too. Yeah, which is kind of fitting. Yeah. Um, so. But ask, asking Alexandria is a little bit after my time. Yeah. I kind of fell out of the scene, and I'm kind of a stickler for. I'm sticking with the bands that I know and I enjoy, and I. I'm kind of a douche for it, but I don't really give new bands a chance. I didn't so. realize that Asking Alexandria is from England yes. until I just now looked at that. But <laughs> <laughs> yes, they are an English band. I knew they were foreign. I just didn't know. I didn't know if they were Australian or. I think or a lot of them live but... in America, actually now. But that's fair. Yeah. They are English. Well, and we've talked about. We were talking about before the podcast that punk kind of led to emo music yep. and punk also kind of started in England. It's like the whole British punk yeah. thing. Mm -hmm. So Yeah. But it's new. I mean they started late. So like two thousand six or something like that, yeah. I read. Isn't that more so, like Screamo? I know we were talking about like yeah. Screamo and Emo, like I I, I, but I mean, it's in the name. I count Screamo as Emo I, totally, but I've been talking about this with a lot of people trying to figure out my list. Like where is the line between screamo and emo? And like I feel like it kind of got blurred in it's, 2010. Screamo it's is kind just of, emo screaming. It's like, just angry the, emo. Yeah, at this exactly. Point. So yeah, no, it but, totally fits. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's it. That's, that's a good. It's a good number five. Yeah. And usually you go with something that you know you liked then still mm -hmm. kind of like now. So, yeah. Yeah. Um. So my number five. 
uh, is going to be a band that, oddly enough, I started listening. I have this attachment with them and World of Warcraft. Uh, it's Death Cab for Cutie. Wow. And I don't know, because I used to listen to them when I was playing WoW. And so now whenever I play WoW, I just want to listen to Death Cab because it's like really relaxing, like really mellow. And you're just running around like murdering things to like... Out of you know. all the bands I thought you were going to name, <laughs> Death Cab for Cutie was not even them. close to the list. Good, I'm glad that I uh, <laughs> caught you off guard. I dig because, it. Um, but yeah, it's just one of those, it's one of those bands too where it's like, I, I just have like, I enjoy their music, they relax me, and it's... I don't know. It's probably not as emo as some of the other bands oh. that are probably going to be on this list. I'd say it's emo. It's pretty emo. It's, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's I feel like definitely, definitely half emo. their stuff is pretty like yeah, it's, sad. Yeah. But it's also like you said, chill. Like yeah. I would listen to it just to chill out. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's it's super chill music. That's why I did it. Is because like with WoW, you're running around doing you're like it takes you a while to get from point A to point B. So it's nice to just have like mellow music I to pass like the time. I did the complete opposite. I listen I mean, to much. Yeah, I mean, there have been times where chill. I'm listening to like Norma Jean and stuff, and, like rocking out. But for the most part, it's while I'm it's wandering just around collecting chill. flowers. <laughs> <for my quest. laughs> is that is that like one of those things where like you play the game and you think of listening to their music? Yeah, like, the game doesn't feel the same. So I used, had that happen. So before. I used to play back in like 2006, seven ish, mm-hmm. um, maybe even like five, and I used to listen to Death Cab when I was questing and stuff. And I played, like, last year, and I was playing WoW, and I was like, I really want to listen to Death Cab right now, because I'm playing it. So it's, it's one of those connected. things just associated with it now, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I enjoy it. Cool. I like, I like feeling mellow. <laughs> unexpected, so. I like it. Cool. So it's like one of the first unexpected things I've that, that is I've listed. Think. Usually, like I'm somewhere in the vicinity of where I think you're going to go. Like, yeah, we that, totally expected that. That's not one that I expected at all. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, my number five here is very. Uh, it's not. This one's not really unexpected for me, at least. Uh, it's Thirty Seconds to Mars. So mainly, we we've talked about it before. I think before the podcast started, but they it's kind of their older stuff. When they originally started out, they had a lot more emo music. Now it's kind of more like I don't know where you pop. put it, like pop rock, mainstream rock. Yeah. yeah, it's not even really rock anymore. Their new album, experimental. It's, I mean, I like it. It's good. It's just not that it's completely like flipped. From. It's like Maroon Five rock, which is essentially <laughs> pop. I mean, that's yeah. I, I still like 30 Seconds to Mars. We saw them live at Red Rocks, mm-hmm. which was awesome. Um, Jared I'm Leto's great their live. T-shirt. Did exactly. he come out dressed as the Joker? <laughs> he came out dressed up ridiculous. Okay. But close enough. Joker. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> with like a giant coat on and just like completely absurd. Waving a giant American flag. But they're just, they're really, really fun live. It's very sporadic live too. Like you mm-hmm. don't know what's going to happen or what he's going to do next. I don't think he does. But, um, or the band really does, it doesn't seem like. I mean, at one point the band left for like a couple of songs. But, interesting. But yeah, I, I think they're a really, really interesting band. I've listened to them quite a bit, and yeah, I don't, I don't have many more reasons again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, I didn't put them on my list, I figured, but. What? More unexpected things. <laughs> I, I, I didn't put them on my list. Just She's because wearing of, a 30 Seconds to Mars shirt, which is why we're surprised. This is my homage, okay? Because, like you said, only like their first album really fits into this genre. And yeah. I was thinking as like an overall band, 
I yeah. really would I mean, not consider that. Yeah, but the emo. kill is just such a good that, song yes. too, and it's just such a good. That's just a time frame for them where they were very much in the emo yeah. spectrum. That's fair. I yeah. guess you that's can fair. like what you want to like. I'm sure there's bands that topped your list more, like you felt more fitting, and that's fair. That's kind of me too. There's like two or three bands that I really wanted to put on there, yeah. and they just didn't make it. And I'm kind of bummed out, but it is what it is. Yeah, I had a couple. I'd of rather them have the bands on my list that I have than. Yeah. All right. Sweet. And with that, Allie, we're going to move right on to your number four. Cool. Number four. Um, this one is not newer. Uh, my number four is Green Day. Oh, there oh. we go. <laughs> <laughs> you say older Green Day, right? I'm, well, yeah. Not as new as Asking Alexandria. Okay. You know, because, yeah, whatever, you get it. But um, not like 21 Guns Green Day, right? Talking like early 2000s Green Day. I like, like American Day. Idiot? All of it. Okay. I'm I, a dookie kind of Green Day. That's, uh, I just, I grew up on I listened dookie. to all of it, but I had, um, I had one of their albums. Oh my God, what was that one called? You just said it. Uh, American Idiot? Yes. Yep. Duh. American Idiot. I had that one and I listened to it on repeat forever. It's a great um, can't, can't get over Boulevard of Broken Dreams. I know, but it also <laughs> so is great because it's one of those albums that's a whole story. You know, mm. you listen to it in a row and it, it just makes sense. Yeah. And I yeah. think it's a really good story and it's one of those things that like makes you want to like fight the power for no reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I have a distinct memory of American Idiot in the state of Tennessee because I was like young and I think that was the first time I really heard it and so it kind of stuck mm. with me there. But I enjoyed that album. Not as much as I enjoyed Dookie, just because I grew up listening to that. Yeah. But um, I guess that was less emo. They they really those. fell off for me, especially off like the emo like punk spectrum for me. Mm-hmm. They fell off off what was it like twenty first century something? I can't remember what that album name was. I don't know. It was the one they did after American Idiot, and mm-hmm. it was the last album that I liked by them. After after that, everything's been more poppy. It's been yeah. more not Green Day. I don't consider their new stuff. <laughs> In in this decision here, just because, but, but there's still Green Day. Yeah, it's still unfortunate. It's still Green Day, but you know, I just, I don't know. Yeah, it's not the same. No, no, but like American Idiot, Green Day, and all the stuff that came before that is definitely. I mean, they were like a great emo punk. I respect band. that though. Green Day is a good choice. It's a classic choice. And also another one that is not American. Yeah, that one's Canadian. I did not know that. That's really? why they don't oh, want yeah, to be I didn't an American know that. Idiot. Because that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it would have made sense if they were Americans, you know. But also, you it can't makes more sense. You can't argue that they're emo with with as much eyeliner as he wears too. Oh, good lord, yeah. all of them. Yeah, he's like the king of eyeliner. It's just yeah. always. I'm pretty sure there. it's tattooed on at this point. <laughs> <laughs> My number four. I'm gonna quiz you guys because I don't. I don't know. We haven't gone into extensive conversations about like emo and pop music i know you and i share a little bit more commonality than you i think cameron um ali and i share a little bit more commonality i forgot the, the listeners can't see who i'm pointing to <laughs> um but it's gonna be cartel are you guys familiar with cartel all right so tell me about it cartel i don't want to anymore <laughs> let's move on to your number four um so, Cartel is a little band that I discovered with uh, an ex-girlfriend of mine. I hope my wife doesn't listen to this. Um, but they're from Georgia. 
And it says they're a pop punk band, but I kind of lumped them into the emo because they're some of their stuff is just like, you know, why'd you leave me? Like that kind of like breakup songs and stuff. I feel like pop punk works. Yeah. I mean, yeah. No, I mean, that's kind of what emo is. Yeah. So we, yeah. yeah. Have you heard some of the punk punk bands? Good Lord. Um, they're whiny. Um, but I love them. Um, but so they released an album called Chroma, which is amazing. And then they released a, uh, a self-titled album in 2007. And it was interesting because they did a... Um, an MTV experiment called Band in a Bubble. And so what that was, this is basically like uh, Big Brother, is they had cameras around while they uh, wrote the um, the album 24-7. And so you could log in and like watch them do all these weird stuff, which yeah. I don't know how it... Yeah, it says they had went. like 20 days to write and record an, a whole entire album. Yeah. It's really interesting. Yeah. It was sponsored by Dr. Pepper, which is kind of strange but um but it was really a really cool like thing but as far as their music i just enjoy it's really upbeat um they do have some really pretty like uh acoustic-y type songs and stuff too that i really enjoy um so they're like one of those emo punk bands where like their music's upbeat but everything they're saying isn't kind of yeah kind of it's like yeah, some of their stuff is kind of sad. Like, if you break down the lyrics. I mean, it wouldn't be emo if it wasn't. Yeah, right? <laughs> it wouldn't make my list. So deep. Um, but, it, again, it's just one of those things where it, it doesn't have anything to do with my ex, but just the fact that, like, I grew this attachment to this band and I just enjoy listening to them for, like, nostalgic. It's like, it makes me think about times back then and stuff. And it's just, their music is just enjoyable. It makes so. you emotional. It makes me emotional. Yes. Lame. <laughs> um, it's also one of those bands that's like flies under the radar, and so I like to give them a little bit more exposure. Uh-huh. All right. Yeah. Definitely one I need to look up. Yeah, they're good. I'll have to check them out. Yeah, I like them. Definitely start with Chroma. Super good. Cool. All right. Well, for my number four here, this is one of those ones where I don't know if you guys are gonna argue with me or not. My number four is Marilyn Manson, because to me, he's like the underground king of emo. Mm. We talked about the way emo songs are written and like you're expressing your feelings, and that's pretty much everything that Marilyn Manson does. I would also like to say that the reason why he's on my list is because I looked up a whole bunch of Spotify emo playlists, and he appears on multiple playlists and multiple songs. Um, I don't know enough Marilyn Manson music to say yay or nay. So to me, I mean, he's kind of more like his own genre. Like he's considered like goth. Yeah, you could put, but I don't consider goth outside of emo all that much. I I think a lot of what he talks about it's a lot of very dark, also very like um, like social commentary and satire on like a lot of what's going on in the world, but it's, it's, it has to do with everybody. So I really like it. It's, it's like all these different things in society that bring people down and like the other ways to look at them, even though it's not what originally comes out when you just listen to like the base of his songs. But I don't know. To me, I, I had a feeling people weren't going to be sure. <laughs> I'm not saying I don't like him. Are they, no, I know. Are, are like they him. sad lyrics? Oh, oh yeah. Okay. I mean... <laughs> They're sad and somewhat demented, which I think is where yeah. Ali's saying they fall into like goth sometimes. Yeah. 
But I still count I him as emo. Goth, there's way. like a fine line between goth and emo, though. Like, I, and that's like what I'm in saying. Some sense. I think if emo had like this other side, like this other spinoff mm-hmm. side, well, I, I think Marilyn Manson would fall into that. I feel like s- I could agree with you though, because he was considered part of the goth community until he was considered kind of a sellout from just being goth or whatever. So I think. It would make sense. The Goss disowned him, is that what you're saying? I, I've just heard that before. Like he, he was considered a sellout by like a certain group of people because he didn't stick to his, I don't know, um, I guess goth roots. Uh, so Cameron, you'll appreciate, go find, I know you don't watch South Park that much, but go find the South Park like goth emo kid episode. It is hilarious. And I think you'll appreciate yes. it. <laughs> I haven't seen it, but I guess I will go check the it out. The goth kids in South Park are just hysterical. It's I just, just awesome. I want to bring up real quick his, because his new album also makes me think emo, because his new album was also kind of like different than some of the stuff he did like midway through. He kind of went back to like older roots in a way. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's everything is about like, will you love me? Will you follow me? Will you help me? Like, it's all very emo, but it's emo in a, in a Marilyn Manson way. Yeah. Like you said, he's kind of his own genre. But I think he works in the emo genre. I appreciate you bringing you're breaking out of like the emo box because when you think emo, you think like acoustic guitar, and it doesn't necessarily you know I don't I don't think it necessarily has to be that. I mean, you know that cut and dry. Yeah, we're also talking about someone like Last Thoughts. We're talking about someone who like took Sweet Dreams and turned it into just this like very dark and gritty (laughs) song. Yeah, exactly. And I think I don't know. To me, that's how I look at him. It's like if emo had a devil. He would be the devil. That's so, quick question: Would you consider? I know this is totally off topic, but I'm gonna have some fun here. Would you consider like Slipknot to be somewhat emo in that sense? I think certain categories, like certain albums, okay. I would definitely consider Slipknot. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. yeah. some of their stuff is pretty. Like Corey Taylor writes some pretty sadly. Yeah, <laughs> so, no, I mean, I think Corey Taylor himself is the emo part. Have of you that. heard Stone Sour? It's pretty yes. sad. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. Sad. That, yeah. that exactly. is definitely more emo than Slipknot. Well, and Corey Taylor, like we talked about screamo and then like regular singing as yeah. well, and he's good at doing both. Yeah, so I would definitely. That's that's one of the, another band that it depends on the era. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, let us know what you think too, because Slipknot is definitely. I'd like to discuss that a little further. That's is Marilyn your man, son? All right, I'm good. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, how do we mute camera? <laughs> We're only using one mic. Let us know if you want that. To let's uh, we'll take a vote. Um, let's move on to number three before Cameron makes any more bad puns. <laughs> All right, well, number three. I feel like this is kind of expected of someone being my gender and age. Uh, is it Paramore? No, it's Fallout Boy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know Cameron. I'm out. Yeah, Fallout Boy is one of those that I had every single one of their songs on my iPod, and I would listen to it. And I think I still do. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just love their ridiculously long titles mm-hmm. you know i saw them well i saw them live but that was a whole another story there because i guess their drummer got held up in some other state and so then they had to do an acoustic set and um, I think so i kind of saw them live i think their drummer used to be in like a metal band or something like that which is funny oh. to think about <laughs> i didn't know that i mean it makes sense he's all like sleeved out and stuff mm-hmm. And, uh, but that's just funny to think about, like, what he plays now. <laughs> like, what he could have oh, yeah. played in the past. Like, yeah. thrash metal or something. But, like we were talking about earlier, but, they're also one of those bands that has kind of evolved um, 
a little bit out of the scene, but I I love to see where they go. Right. I love like each album is like you can see them maturing and growing up. It definitely connects to each other. It's not yeah. just like randomly flip flopping on genres. Yeah, it's like <laughs> closer and closer to like Maroon Five and the Destiny's Child, and soon they'll be the Beyonce. Okay, whatever. That, yeah. I really don't like <laughs> Fall Out Boy. I don't. You don't say. They have an album called Save Rock and Roll, and I wish someone would save it from them because I really that, don't. That like song that. is the title song of the album, and they do that with Elton John. I know they do, and it's a disgrace. It's, <laughs> I love El- I love Elton John, a man who's kind of emo himself. So I'm more like from under the cork tree. Yeah, that's what I was boy. thinking. Like that's what I that's what, that's from, most of the album that I had on my iPod that I was. That's the first about. album that I heard. I mean that and Infinity on High. I think are emo albums. I like this one. What is that one? Is that, Take this to your this grave. Yeah, that yeah. one. I think I. Got that one after Under the Cork Tree. But Under the Cork Tree is like me and my friends would listen to it, like drive around and listen to Thank it, like you. sing as loud as we could and stuff. I'm not saying I didn't have to listen to it. So I it's had just plenty one of friends of, that yeah. loved Hey, Fall Out I know Boy. you've written to Fall Out Boy songs. I have. Sir. That is not untrue. <laughs> I have written to Fall Out Boy songs. <laughs> and then I don't throw like away the band those scripts. The <laughs> 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 they were trash. No, I'm just kidding. So that's my number three. Cool. Can't Solid number three. I list. appreciate your number Thank three. Thank you, Josh. And I, I hope that you have a number three. I, I, <laughs> I hope that you'll appreciate my number three. Okay. Because my Shoot. number three is going to be Mayday Parade. All right. So, that is probably the most emo thing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like their. I like all their music. I like Derek's voice. Um, I like um, that. So. <laughs> The thing with me is, like, I'm super self-conscious when I sing. I only sing in the car by myself and in front of my two-year-old who doesn't really care. Um, And my wife, who I've been with for, like, five years now, so whatever. Um, But a lot of the emo bands have, like, these falsettos and stuff that they do. And it's, like, really weird to try to hit them. And I feel like Mayday Parade's vocalist just stays in, like, this range that's perfect for me. And so I can hit... That's fair. I feel like, you know, I feel like I can hit most of the notes and stuff. And it makes me feel better as a, a person who's singing along. Um, but I also appreciate the fact that Mayday Parade started. Um, one of the main things that got them started is they actually followed Warp Tour, like, in their car and played outside. Oh, I think I've heard this before, yeah. So they followed Warp Tour and played outside, and then they got noticed. And, like, that's kind of how they got their start into getting bigger and bigger. And now they've grown into, like, this, you know, their headlining tours and stuff. And I thought that was... I have respect for sticking with, like... Nobody knows who we are, but we're just going to follow this tour around and hopefully get noticed. And it paid off. So I respect that. So yeah. that's... That's fair. Um, plus, their, their lyrics are just so... They're so emo. I know. It's definitely, <laughs> it's definitely one of those bands that it's been like a, a post-breakup kind of mm-hmm. listening music for me. Yeah, yeah. In the past. Totally, totally. Um, I don't really have much else to say, Cameron. Uh I know you were looking at their albums and stuff. I'm assuming you're not... I know Mayday Parade. I know from a couple songs, but I've never just like sat down and listened to Mayday Parade. (laughs) So, yeah. So I know of them. I don't know them. Yeah. yeah. I can't really recommend it. It doesn't really seem like your cup of tea, but... Well, I mean, he hasn't been to Warped Tour. No. You and I have. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to sit here (laughs) and recommend bands to you. Yeah, they're totally a Warped Tour band. (laughs) (laughs) They're, they're an emo Warped Tour band. Followed uh, it around in their vans. Yeah. 
They did a um, they did a warp tour documentary. Um, they did a warp tour documentary called No Room for Rock Stars. It's really cool. They follow around um, Mike Posner, if you're familiar with him, who's walking mm-hmm. across America right now and he just made it to Arizona um, from Colorado. Huh. Uh, but anyway, um, they follow around him. They follow around a band called um, uh, Oh God, I don't know, I don't remember the name of it. But it's basically one of those bands where it's like three kids, and they're following around Warp Tour, and it it documents them like finally getting invited in to play like a small stage in Warp Tour, and it's, so, it's kind of neat. It's cool. It's kind of related to Mayday Parade. They're following in their footsteps. That's cool. But, Respectable. Forever Came Calling is the band's name. Respectable, definitely very emo. Mm-hmm. Mine, on the other hand, number three. <laughs> Should also be emo if it, it follows is the list. <laughs> All right, this one's emo. There are many other things other than emo. They've also experimented with different things. Their last album was probably the most emo thing they've done, which is unfortunate. Linkin Park is my third choice. Lincoln Park ran in the feels (laughs) yeah I mean when you really look at them like a lot of these bands we've talked about their first albums were more emo everything that they've always written has been very emo Mm -hmm. like we talked about what what you put into the lyrics when you're this kind Mm -hmm. of band but this last album specifically was extremely heartfelt extremely like emotional and it very much falls into the category of what like these are though a little heavier i think I mean, than they, a lot of times they pretty much won the emo award. i mean not yeah, to be it's, no i mean you know they, it's a little mormon yeah i mean yeah it's just everything that happens surrounding it and everything that the album it like it means more now with it's, chester bennington's death than it even did when it released and it meant a lot then too and it's it was all written about they they said they wrote it based on how he was feeling like day to day too so I think there's, I think they did a lot with that. But also when you go back to their original stuff too, I mean they're they're a little more hardcore emo. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, it's funny. I never really considered them emo until like after Chester Bennington's death. Yeah. And then you go back and like read some of the lyrics and you're like, holy crap. Yeah. Like, I, I think a lot of the, I think a lot of people just thought of them as like just this rock band. And it's not emo in the sense of like. I broke up with my girlfriend. No. It's like mental health emo. Like. To, to me, it's similar to why I chose Marilyn Manson. His is like satire on like society and how they feel down and they don't talk about it. Linkin Park is taking that personal and they talk about it. Yeah. They talk about feeling down. They talk about going through yeah. these mental breakdowns. But I think that's what makes them a little... To me, it makes it more emo than just like the breakup stuff. Than just... I'm it's a different kind of emo. Than just yes. like a 30-year-old dude singing about how he's trapped in his parents' basement. Like, it's it's more than that. Because, like, I used to listen to Simple Plan, which isn't on my list. That's what all their songs are. But It's like the <laughs> real side of emo. They were like my band of, like, 2000. I loved like Simple Plan. One or whatever. I loved Simple Plan. This would have been a good list to put them on, but I chose other bands. No, it wouldn't have. Any, Pop punk list, maybe. They have a song like that's where the lyrics are, I'm sorry, I can't be perfect. Yeah. I mean, they're, yeah. But that's like, that's like, <laughs> feels. yeah. But back to Linkin Park. Yeah. I think they definitely deserve to be on like an emo list. They definitely deserve to be on a punk list. So, yeah. yeah. Number two. Well, that's solid. I was going to slide in there that my number two is oh. Linkin Park. Oh, Woo! nice. Okay. <laughs> Um, I had a feeling it was going to pop up. I, I mean, I wasn't saying anything, so I would have something to say. Yeah. But, um, yeah, going off of all of that, you know, Linkin Park was one of those that I listened to really consistently. It was one of those bands that helped me through a lot of crap that I dealt with. Mm-hmm. Just 
all through my teenage and adult life so far. And yeah, Chester's Benning Chester Bennington's death was probably the first celebrity death that actually like made me care yeah. at all, just because it was something that was like a big part of my life for a while. And he passed for reasons that like, the things that I was listening to in his songs are what caused that. Yeah, I actually wasn't expecting his death to hit me as hard as it did. It's kind of like when someone has like that artistic, emotional bond with you, and you know they're talking about things that you've gone through. It's weird to hear about like their death, and especially the way that it happened. Mm -hmm. It was similar to like for me, it was Robin Williams was my first big yeah. one, yeah. and then it was Chester Bennington. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it was also one of those bands that I like. It was one of those like, oh my god, I'm so angry. I'm gonna like take out my anger on music. And so yeah, it was like a good mix. I remember listening to Linkin Park in like the weight room in high school. <laughs> but it's weird because you go back and read the lyrics now and you're like, I was lifting weights to like this guy basically like calling for help. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like a weird, yeah, it's a weird thing. But so I, uh, I think they definitely deserve to be on the list. Yeah. 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 No, I agree. Cool. Back um, up. That it's, good. <laughs> it's, also, it's also one of those things where, um, so we kind of grew up with Chester in yes. a way. Where like Robin Williams hit you hard, but he was around long before you were even you know yeah, around. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And it's like we I mean, we grew up with Chester. Lincoln Park like started he's in gone. 1997. Yeah. So I mean, once I started listening to like heavier music, yeah. they were around. Which means they're literally as old as I am. Yeah. Exactly. So. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I remember listening to Hybrid Theory when I was like a. I don't know, I think I was preteen or something like that. I'm, I'm yeah. older than you guys, but... Well, I think um, I think Linkin Park, too, is just one of those bands that a lot of people listen to, and it's like your first, like, air quotes, like, hard band that yeah. you listen to, yeah. you know? <clears throat> and for that reason, they stick with you through nostalgia, but then because of what happened, it also yeah. now just sticks with you through yeah. life. Yeah. Cool. Nice. Nice number two. <laughs> my number two is not Linkin Park. <laughs> um, my number two is Fall Out Boy. Hey! So... Um, yeah, can, <laughs> Cameron, can you grab me some water while you're getting up? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, no, Fall Out Boy is again one of those one of those bands that my friends. It, it goes back to like me and my friends. He's actually getting up. Um, <laughs> um, my friends and I listen to like. So we, I have a friend that's from Florida. I grew up in Louisiana, so it was like a five-hour drive, and we'd hop in the car and drive down to Florida. And we'd like sing the whole way, and it was always Fall Out Boy. Yes. Because we, it was always a commonality. We always we knew all the words. Mm -hmm. You know, we all enjoyed it. Um, it's not like their lyrics are hard to know. Cam. What? <laughs> yeah, well. Well, I, I well. felt the same thing, you know, because I'm from Nevada, and so we used to drive to San Francisco for the day, and mm. it was one of those. It's, it's a good road trip band. Yeah. It's a good singing in the car with windows down band. And Cam acts like, like he hasn't said, sang yeah. them before. There are songs by Fall Out Boy that I like, okay? But for the most part, I really just don't like them. That's, also, I don't know cool. why the lead singer still dresses like a middle schooler. I think we know what his dishonorable is. It's not Fall Out Boy. <laughs> because there is something worse than Fall Out Boy. All right. Better be, it better be Nickelback. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Wait. Okay. Pause on this. Is Nickelback an emo band? <laughs> for the sake of being dishonorable, I'll allow it. <laughs> They can make every dishonorable. I we mean, could be doing horror films and you could put Nickelback on there and I would allow it. <laughs> it's like watching their music videos is like watching a horror film. Oh, come on. They have like one or two good songs. Yeah. There's Nickel a comedian that's like, what did Nickelback do to anyone? Yeah, like, all I've heard that. Was <laughs> did you 
not want to be a rock star. But um, I think I'm just jealous because he got to marry Avril Lavigne. And I had like, I, grew, I know, but like I grew up Briefly. having like a, a crush when I was younger, having a crush on Avril Lavigne. But anyway, I digress. Um, Fallout Boy is fun. Um, <clears throat> I still think it's just, it's interesting that um, Patrick Stump and Brendan uh, Yuri sound similar oh my god especially it's now kind of that's weird. what i always say because everyone says that yuri sounds so amazing and like he's got this incredible voice i don't think he sounds any different than no they sound boy. just alike yeah. i mean there's subtle differences but it's like i it, think yuri has a little bit more of a range if yuri sung a fallout boy song i don't think i would be able to tell the difference yeah that's yeah they, they might as well be the same band in my opinion too yeah, yeah that's, so. it's another band i don't like all right, Panic in the Disco. Do you just not like people that sound like Patrick Stump? Is that I guess so. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe he just hates Patrick Stump. All right. You guys tweet Patrick Stump on our Twitter. <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, so for my number two is here, it Fall Out Boy? no, moving, <laughs> moving away from Fallout Boy, uh, and a little bit more upbeat in some ways than like Lincoln Park, uh, My Chemical Romance. Is my number two. I had a feeling that was going to be so, on somebody's list. I really, really like My Chemical Romance. My Chemical Romance is one of those bands, like, there's so much story in the lyrics that they have. And, like, every album, too, there's so much story in, like, each individual song. I will say, before I met Allie, I didn't listen to a lot of My Chemical ah. Romance. I had heard them, but I didn't listen to them very much. And then I started listening to them. I really, really like them. I also like Gerard Way. He's a comic book writer as well. And I really like the comics that he writes. So just overall as a writer, I think I really like him. But also his enthusiasm when he sings. He's got like this like electric personality mm. when he sings. And he's just so like outrageous on the mic. And he's just really, really fun to listen to. Yeah. I, he sings really sad songs in a really upbeat way. And it's really interesting. I want to throw in my two cents. And I want to say that My Chemical Romance has some of the best music videos I've ever seen. True. They do have really cool music videos. Yeah. Um, that's that's it. I just, like, if we were going to do, like, a top five music videos list, I think My Chemical Romance would be, like, three out of the top five. Right. Really? White Stripes wouldn't hit that for you? I don't know. White Stripes for me is, like, yeah. the best. It would be, like, my number The five. Lego one, yeah. The, the <laughs> yeah, Fall in Love with the Girl. Love with yeah. the Girl is great. Yeah. Orchid but is it's great. Like, I digress. Hel- it, Helena, yeah. um, Ghost of Me, like the World War II one is just incredible. Like when the water washes up oh and it God. wipes the screen, I was just like, but it was my so first like sad. experience with transitions before I went to film school and I was like, this is amazing. Yeah, I, I, I also just love their music though. I think it's just so haunting and beautiful, mm. but again, it's also outrageous, upbeat, and like this party mm. that you're listening to at the same time. And not all of their songs are super sad either, but um, I, I just really, really like listening to them. I listen to them pretty consistently. Mm. Um, just depending on whether I'm writing or whether I'm, you know, just driving or whatever. You're welcome. I grew up with, uh, what is it, Three Cheers for Sweet Romance, but I've slowly made the switch into, like, Black Parade, <laughs> My Chemical Romance, which oh, is... Black Parade. Yeah, yeah, it's super good. And then Doom Patrol, Gerard Way. Doom Patrol, and Gerard Way, which oh is also God. amazing, and he's which working is, on the new Doom Patrol right? as well. Which is heartbreaking when you see things that's, like... Oh, I didn't know the Doom Patrol guy was the guy from My Chemical Romance, and you're like, yeah. dude, come on. <laughs> That's like my favorite thing to tell people at the library is like, hey, did you know that the singer from My Chemical Romance actually <laughs> writes comics, <laughs> and they're great. And he has written them for a while too. He wrote one of them. Um, just he did. Um, he did the um, Young Animal too, he, right? 
so so Some young animal is his imprint technically. Okay. Yeah, and it's like independent writers. So and like stuff. Shade, the Changing Girl. Yeah, so he was working. He was working in that series where they were like working on all those. And but they he pulled in a couple. Writers. He didn't write Shade. Right. He didn't oh, write, he didn't write that. Shade. Okay. He he just owns the. The gotcha. DC okay. Young Animal thing, but he wrote Doom Patrol. Yeah, he wrote Doom Patrol, and then he also created Umbrella Academy and Killjoys. So, gotcha. Yeah. Yes. But that's we're over time. Yep. Move on. To that's okay. Micro influence is important. They are. It's True. a staple in emo culture. To number one. Number one. All right, so we're gonna do this again. Uh, my number one is My Chemical Romance. Had a feeling it was gonna be My Chemical. <laughs> I was like, Romance. you could have just interjected. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, but now we have more time to talk about yes. my romance. You're smart. Um, <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I want the full two minutes. <laughs> Seriously, though, my chemical romance is one of those bands that, even though they were broken up by the time I was listening to them, really? Um, yeah, they I they broke up like last year, right? No, no. no. no he's had a solo career for a while, Gerard Way. Huh. Yeah. Okay. I don't know the exact year, but they definitely broke up like my freshman year, senior, or sophomore year of high school, wow. which is about okay. when I started listening to so them. So like three years ago? I'm just kidding. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> neither of you mentioned the Danger Days album, which is like my all-time favorite album, as Cam has felt. Um, it's one of those albums that I listen to on repeat probably most days. It's just one of those things that really cheers me up. I really love the story, like I mentioned, like um, with Green Day, American Idiot. I really like albums that are like a, a story with all the songs, mm -hmm. and it progresses through yeah. all of them. And um, I'm just a huge nerd about it in general because I love the fact that the Killjoys comic goes along with the exact same story. Oh, that's cool. And the comic that's homages cool. the album, and the album homages the comic, and yeah. it just connects. And like we were saying... Gerard Way is just yeah. great at writing. Well, so. It's neat when you can find subtleties like that, too. Yeah, and they, they broke up six years ago. I want to bring that up. 2013. Yeah, um, sophomore year. But <laughs> I, I also want to say, so he wrote Umbrella Academy. Okay, I'm sorry, I'll say Josh. it really quick, Josh. <laughs> no, he, no, no, he, no, I'm just old. So sophomore year 2013 <laughs> is like, God. Uh, he wrote Umbrella Academy while on tour, which I think is really That's interesting cool, yeah. as well. Yeah. So to take the time, he like I've read um, like a letter from his editor at the time, and he was writing it in places sometimes where he didn't have like internet service and things like that, so he couldn't get them like the script that they needed for like a whole week. And comics are written like we see the whole form of a comic, but it's written month to month usually. So you have a very small deadline, a very small time limit. So it's interesting also to read how he had to communicate with his artists, and his artists had to know exactly what he wanted. And it's just I I think he's a really cool artist in general. Yeah, I and I want to lump in there too. Um, Gerardway's solo stuff is also it's really great. Good. Yeah, um, it was a really good segue from My Chemical Romance into the kind of stuff he does now. And reading the comics on top of listening to the music, it's like, even though My Chemical Romance isn't a thing anymore, it's like I get to keep being a fan. Yeah, and it's wacky. It's well written, and it's really fun. Yeah, and also heartbreaking sometimes yes. too. So. It's emo, but it's fun emo. It is. Yeah. Fun emo. That's interesting. <laughs> um, I know I I know I already kind of touched on it, but you're talking about like making a story and stuff, and their yeah. music videos just tell like they almost tell they tell the same story as the song, but they tell like a different It expands. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. It's yeah. yeah. If you haven't seen any My Chemical Romance music videos, you should go watch one right now. That's another thing with Danger Days, too, is like, they did so many music videos for that album. Really? And it really... That's another thing that connects to the comics, you know, yeah. because they did the exact costumes that are in the comics. 
I'll have to go and back. And the comic um, homages their costumes in music videos because it's part of the story. Well, so. yeah, the comic is the sequel, yeah. right, to Danger Days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the Killjoys sh- is the sequel. I've never actually listened to Danger Days. So I'm going to go back so and... So good. Yeah. 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 That is good. It's on my list. Anytime I'm having a bad day, I listen to the whole album and it's... The, the last thing better. I'll say about it is Danger Days <laughs> kind of reminds me, like, I, My Chemical Romance is usually pretty similar in all their albums to me, but Danger Days is, like, a different step. Yeah. And it reminds me more of, like, it's, Gorillas. It's not I really... Think. It's not really the same genre anymore. No. Like, I love, I love the all of their music, but... Album name? Mm-hmm. Isn't that the same album name? Doesn't... Oh, Demon Days. Demon Days. Sorry. Demon yeah. Days. But, Close. but Demon <laughs> Days and Danger Days actually do... Like, they're very similar to me. They have a similar feel to me. Mm-hmm. But yeah. But we're over time. Jason would kill me. <laughs> yeah, he would. Like, Demon Days. <laughs> um, right, cool. Josh. My number one is going to be a Screamo band. Right. Uh, I had to go with Silverstein. Dang it. Okay. I thought you said dang it. I was I like, said, oh. dang it. <laughs> um, Silverstein has been a staple in my life since like 2002 or something like that. When they came through Louisiana to a little bitty venue and they played with um, Armor for Sleep, if you guys are familiar with Armor for Sleep. Um, they played in a little bitty venue, and it's, I think it's right after um, When Broken Is Easily Fixed came out, like their first album, and I was like a little fanboy back then. I went up to them, they were at the merch table, and I got like the booklet signed by all of them and stuff, and um, I still have it in my CD book, and, uh, but I got to go see them at the, I think it's the Oriental Theater here in Denver, um, they played with Hawthorne Heights, which was like, oh man, yeah, <laughs> right. Um, but it was Classic. like it was like the fifteen, I think it was the fifteen year anniversary of like their album release, and so they played the album from start to finish, and it oh, was nice. just like, yeah, it was it was awesome. And I was actually listening to them tonight when I was packing and stuff, and um, it's just a band that's catchy and angry and sad and. It's like these, this rush of emotion, and it's just super good. Yeah. There was a time when the singer, like his live stuff, some of his stuff is not that good. Like as far as he'd like, you know, his voice would crack or something like that. Yeah. But over the years, he's gotten a lot better. And seeing him live, I could see that as well. It's, it was really enjoyable. The the only album I know by them is um, When Broken Is Easily Fixed. I, I was pretty sure I'd heard the band name before, yeah. but that's the only album I've ever heard from them, which was years and years ago. Yeah. But it's, yeah. it's really good. It's also one of those those albums that when I was trying to start a band, we like gravitated towards, and we would learn songs off that album and try to recreate it. And so it's got a lot of nostalgia and stuff, just that band in general. Mm. So they're also Canadian. So. Yeah. Lots of foreign bands on our list. A lot of foreign <laughs> bands on our list. All right. Um, so for my number one, to cap it all off here, it's another band that I might have it's to argue band. for. It is a band. Wow. I know. So it's not just uh, a guy who said. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what most of this list has been. But, <laughs> um, so my number one is System of a Down. Now... Yeah, I I'm listening. So I know the, the silence. <laughs> System of a Down writes these really heartbreaking songs to me, and it's like a 
to me, they're a mixture of like Lincoln Park and the way Marilyn Manson writes, just to go back to what I've talked about before. And it's a mixture of political satire and comedy and like talking about how society's brought down by like bigger people or people that think they're better than them or even people that, you know, like we think are better than us. And it's also like a lot of personal stuff as well. They, I've, I've listened to them for like, I had listened to them, you know, growing up, but I've also listened to them more and more over the last couple of years. They're also getting back together and going on tour now, which is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think they have a lot of really heartfelt and emotional songs. And I think their songs really dig into what it means to be human. And I think that's why I really, really like System of a Down. And to me, they count. And like Chop Suey um, is another song that, like, that's the most popular song from mm-hmm. System of a Down, probably. And it really has to do with, like, who you are as a person, I think. You're really making me think outside the box on this emo thing. Because I think, right. like, emo, I think just, like, sad guy. Squeaky voices. Break up. And that's yeah. what I did, too. Yeah. But then I started looking at these lists, and I started seeing these bands that were, like, populating these Spotify mm-hmm. lists. And I, w- I was thinking, like, they really are an emo band when I think about it. like a mo- Or they had a, a huge emo era. Mm-hmm. And I, I think Serge Tankian in general is kind of like that because he did a solo career as well. And I've listened to his solo stuff, and he's also very emo in his solo stuff. But it's like Armenian emo, which is what yeah. he is. You know, it's, it's like very foreign in a way. It's like another non-American. Exactly. <laughs> but instead, like we've had like British and Canadian, but we haven't like that's a whole nother spectrum. Mm. And it's a different type of emo, but it still counts, I think. So. Yeah, it's about the content, like we were saying earlier. Yeah. It's not necessarily just a genre all that's the time. Yeah. I only listen to like, listened. I don't listen to it's listen to down really anymore, but I only listen to like the mainstream stuff. Yeah. yeah. So I, I mean, a lot really of people know, did. Yeah. yeah. And I did for a long time too, until like a couple of years ago, I started like, I just got into like a little thing where I was obsessed with listening to them and I you just started listening suey. to everything. Chop Suey specifically, I've, oh I've heard like... Hundreds of thousands of times in my life. So have I. So has Ali. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, I I know I knew I was gonna have to fight for that one. I knew that one seemed weird. Makes but sense. I think they fit. You made on your this argument. List. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I always say if you're gonna bring in something that you might have to argue, I was like, just bring in a yeah. point and prove you know prove uh-huh. why it belongs on your that's list. That's the rules of the show. I'm that's, not here to yeah. tell you you can't have that on your list. Yeah. I don't know. That's what Twitter is for. So you can tweet us at List This Podcast and tell Cameron he's wrong. The system of a downer. <laughs> That's um, one per list. With, with that, we're going to cap off our, our top five list and we're going to mosey on over to um, honorable mentions. So, All right. Honorable. Um, you kind of made fun of me for it earlier when I said... I'm excited. Based on my... my <laughs> Gender and age. Um, oh, it's Paramore. Said Paramore. <laughs> but I mean, Yay. it's more like I didn't really listen to Paramore a lot um, at the time that I was listening to all these other bands, which is why it's on my honorable list. Um, but for sure, Haley Williams is like the only reason why I dyed my hair red. <laughs> or at all, for that matter. Um, she just seems like she sucks. I don't know. Dang. Just, come on, man. She has such a great voice. She in my does opinion. have a great voice. I mean, like as a person. Oh. I don't know her as a person. Though. Well, That's I really wouldn't expect unfair. that you do. <laughs> I know, but, but like I don't know anything outside of like her music, so it's yeah. really it's really an unfair thing for me to say. But I really like Paramore for like the reason that they're like one of those feminist bands, kind of, and like let's rise up and. Yeah show you that we can do this too and it's just one of those that makes you feel really powerful 
for mm. a moment if you listen to the lyrics. No, I think it's I think it's great to have like a female like icon like yeah. that, especially growing up in that mm. uh, the the like the scene, the music scene of yeah. like scene kids and emo kids and stuff is really brutal, especially it's, when you're not a guy. Yeah. I can imagine, and so having like those, you know, you had like the hardcore chicks into like Walls of Jericho and. Um, and so it's nice to have those kind of sprinkled in there a little bit. And they're yeah. becoming more prominent now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So the, my one gripe with Paramore is that any band that comes out with a female lead vocalist immediately gets compared to Paramore. And that's really annoying to me. But isn't that great for Paramore? Yeah, but... But, I mean, they, they set the standard... But I'm kind of like over Paramore, so I'm just like, I just want, like, I like a band called We Are The In Crowd, and they're like, oh, it's kind of like Paramore, and it's like, yeah, but they're, like, their own, like, they're a band. (laughs) They're their own band, so that's, you know, whatever. I don't have much to say about Paramore. I do like Paramore. I like old Paramore. I don't Mm -hmm. like a lot of their newer stuff, but newer stuff to me is probably around the time you would have been listening to them as well. Like, they had, like, a couple of things that I liked, and then I kind of didn't like them as much. Yeah. Yeah. But um, she's done. Uh, she's also done a couple of things that she's featured on other people's songs, and I always like listening to her voice too. Yeah, so yeah, she does have a really nice voice. Yeah. I have to say though, I don't dig the blue hair. She looks weird with blue hair. You gotta stick. Isn't thread. she married to the guy from Newfound Glory? Isn't that right? I think she's married to the guy from Newfound Glory. I, I have no idea. Chad. I, I don't know. Anyway, that's my honorable. Sweet. George. Uh, I'm super excited about my honorable. I told you guys before the podcast, there was one that I'm really excited about because it kind of blurs the line between like emo and, uh, in this case, it's going to be like metalcore. So like hardcore, like hardcore dancing and all that crap. Uh, it's, It's a band called Barrier Dead. And I grew up going to Barrier Dead shows and I'm going to read two lines from this song so I can prove <laughs> Right? So it says, uh, their first song on their album, Cover Your Track, says, You finally destroyed all the good in me. Face to face, there's nothing left inside of me. Dang. But he's like screaming it over these like chug chug music. Power chords. Yeah. And so it's really rad. Like the more I started looking into it, I was like, man, this guy's like, it's like super emo. <laughs> and uh, so I thought it was really, I thought it was really neat. Like you don't really, you know, you appreciate the music. You appreciate like. Especially like hardcore kids, you just want to like throw down and like do just it. punch like, somebody. Fight invisible ninjas and yeah. Just get punchy. Fight get, invisible get ninjas. Yeah. That's, That's what we used to say because like back when I w- when I went to the pit, we gave each other space so we could like flail about. Nowadays, it's like who can punch who. Yeah. It's called hate moshing now. It's like yeah. So yeah, it's always like, enjoyable to watch. Yeah, Cam's Cam's that guy on the edge with a beer that just laughs at everybody dying right. in the pit. And then are you the guy that gets like stands at the edge of the pit and then gets mad when you get hit because <laughs> you're standing at the edge of the pit? No, he stays away from it. It's no, I stay away from okay. it because I don't want to be in the middle of it. Yeah, but fair. my favorite thing I think is like watching these guys that come in like these nice button-up shirts and they've got like necklaces and jewelry on. They're just like drinking a beer and then all of a sudden the music starts playing. And they rip open their shirts. <laughs> shirts are flying off and they're just like running into each other like as hard as they can. <laughs> part of the scene man but you just like you watch them build up it's like they're like leveling yep. up slowly over time and they're like nodding <laughs> their head and they're like getting into it and then just boom you should try it sometime maybe one day maybe one day one join day. the scene yeah um two things 
There's a song, I think at the end of every one of their albums, where they just have like a big, like two minute long breakdown, like a hardcore uh. like breakdown. And all they say is, Barry, you're effing dead. Like the whole song. And it's really funny and it's uh, catchy because it's four words. There's something that I share on my Facebook every Christmas. It's called Santa Mosh. And what it is, is it's like, it's, have you seen I've it? I've heard of it, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> so, so he does it to a Barry Your Dead song. Um, oh. And it's just like this guy dressed up as Santa, like moshing in these random places. And it's really funny. I've seen it. Mm-hmm. It's and, great. Yeah, that's it. So that's my, that's why Bury Your Dead makes my honorable is they just, they're just a lot of fun. Okay. While being emo. <laughs> Top that. So. Mr. Doesn't mosh. We talk. <laughs> I don't want to be a moshed potato. Okay. Oh, oh man. That was, I was saving it. I figured I'd use it now. Uh, well, better be Fallout Boy with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we talked about it. We talked about how like emo music's considered to have come around, oh, and I've talked to Ali about this, so don't say anything. But we talked about how emo music is it, it came around in the eighties. Okay. Oh no. I disagree. <laughs> Wait, oh. Phil Collins, is it? No, oh, I know what it is. I disagree. I think emo music came out in the sixties with the Rolling Stones. I want to mention the Rolling Stones. It's off the list a little bit. I still okay. think it counts with songs like "Paint It Black" and "Satisfaction." We're talking about like the original lyrics to songs that were very emo. If you were to put those in any band now, it would I mean it would fit in any emo band now. I mean if you take half of their lyrics, I mean especially Paint It Black. Like when you look at that era of Rolling Stones, like when they very first started out back in the early 60s. And I think they don't get credit as an emo band obviously. They get credited as one of the most famous rock bands of all time, but I think their music if you listen to that and then listen to new music, it's it's very much you can see the ties to the two. So I know it's not necessarily <laughs> within the bounds, but I think it counts. I totally thought you were going to do The Clash. No, because I don't think The Clash are emo. The Clash are just original punk band, yeah. but like rock on because I do love The Clash. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I just I really think like Rolling Stones were less of a rock band and they were more about the lyrics and like what it meant to them and again we talk about like emotionally impactful to like who you are and they talked about things that people weren't really talking about at the time either songs weren't really like that at the time like you had the doors but the doors even came out later as I found out they were years after and I don't know I mean I just like I listened to their music and I think they were ahead of their time in terms of this kind of music almost like a punk generation before there was a punk generation I don't know what to say yeah. at all. <laughs> I can tell you my backup if you want. Sure. It's interesting. My, my backup is Simple Plan. Because I, mean, <laughs> I knew that one wouldn't be argued. But, yeah. Well, it's a fair backup. Yeah, I mean, Simple Plan's obviously emo. But I wanted to talk about Rolling Stones yeah, because even though yeah. emo is considered to have come around in the 1980s, that doesn't mean other bands didn't do similar things beforehand. Mm-hmm. And I think Rolling Stones were like the pinnacle of that. Cam's being so. punk in the way that he's breaking all the rules of our list. Let's, just, let's just be happy because I really thought about putting a blues singer on here because they're the original emos. Muddy Waters? Because that was Cam's Sure, Muddy Waters, Beauty King. Them? Like, you want to go with any of them. I mean, yeah. 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 But I didn't do that. I didn't go that far back. All right, I went a little forward. But, yeah. Interesting. Cool. That's funny because I've been listening to, like, nothing but blues for the last, like, two months. 
is I have like a Blind Willie Johnson like Muddy Waters playlist on Spotify. I, I love it's blues. fantastic. I love yeah. blues. It's, it's like awesome. the original emo music. It really is. I yeah. Mean, yeah, that's all they sing about is everyone left them and they're just way, all alone way. with their guitar. <laughs> I mean, that's all it is. <laughs> all right. Cool. Uh, so speaking of dishonorable. <laughs> <laughs> Are you calling me dishonorable? Because you didn't go with Simple Plan. Because that would have been easy. I, I actually... I don't listen to a lot of Rolling Stones, so I don't have much to you should. say about it. I that. will say, listen to Rolling Stones, come back at me afterwards, and tell me what you think. <laughs> come at me, bro. Just go listen to a couple of their songs. And I've, tell heard, me I've heard Paint It Black, and I've heard, I've heard a couple of their songs. But yeah. I just need to... Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well. Dishonorable. Dishonorable. Yeah. Let's do okay. it. Um... Some people might hate me for this. <laughs> I love when people start off with that. <laughs> I'm gonna get crap. Um, my dishonorable is none other than Blink 182. Oh man. Mm. I think. I had a feeling. They are so annoying. <laughs> oh my god. I cannot stand his voice. Just listen to I Miss You once yeah. and you hate. It's Everything. a great song. I love it. Whatever. We're on opposite ends Cam, of the spectrum here. Out. Wait, are you being sarcastic? No, I really like. Okay. I like Blink One Eighty Two. Seriously? Yeah, I grew up with Blink One Eighty Two. They yeah. were they were in that generation of like Linkin Park for me. Have you ever heard Blink One Eighty Two live? Like, have you ever heard any of their recordings live? No. You should listen to their recordings live because they like make fun of themselves and stuff. Okay, but I. But so I mean. That's... So when I was looking up stuff for my dishonorable, I wanted to point out um, that the. One of the original singers, Tom DeLonge, um, he left the band in 2005. Has it been that long? Yeah. Good I think Lord. he came back at some point, but he left again. But yeah, like you... They, did they kicked him out like a couple years ago, right? Yeah, like it was like 2000... Okay, anyway. Something. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, do either of you know why he left the band, other than we have creative differences. Because no. he wanted to search for aliens yes. or something like that. Yeah. What? Yeah, yes. he's like obsessed with aliens. That's he, amazing. Yeah. So like I, the I song Aliens down. Exist? That's it's so legit. He thought, he thought he saw aliens. He has a video. Yeah. Um, he was he, on a show recently, like a History Channel show, where they like search for aliens. What's that, um, that podcast that that one guy does about conspiracies? Uh, the really belligerent guy. Yeah, wait. Oh, you're talking about uh, Joe... Wait, you're talking about where he... No, not Joe Rogan. Not uh, Joe Rogan? No, the guy who's crazy and thinks... Oh. Um, oh he, like, Alex, springs uh, the microphone. Oh, um, keep, going, keep going what you're talking about. I'll, I'll look at it. Um, anyway, I just wanted to quote exactly why he left, was to expose the truth about aliens. Because he really believes that he has a duty to expose aliens. And he went on this podcast for trying to figure out Alex Jones. Yes. That crazy bastard. He went on that podcast <laughs> and talked about this. And I heard something about a book, but I couldn't find anything that he actually wrote. But I think he says on the podcast, you should read my book. So I don't know if he actually wrote a book. Um, that needs more research. Tom DeLong actually still does box car racer, if I'm not... No, a uh, Angels and Airwaves. Yes. He still does yeah. Angels and Airwaves. Okay. Which is the band that he started right after he left Blink. Yeah. So, I guess the first time? Yes. Right? Okay, yeah. Because I know they've been around for a while. Um, that's interesting, though. I didn't take you for a Blink-182 hater. I just... Oh it's disappointing, God. right? It's just nostalgia. Like, exactly. You have a hit of nostalgia. Yeah. See, but this is what I figured people would hate me for, is you know the generation that actually grew up with Blink. 
is probably gonna be like, you I suck. think you know who they are. I worked with a girl and I was talking about Blink-182 and she was like, I have no idea who that is. And I was like, how do you not know who I Blink- just like- wanna point out, my little brother is only three and a half years younger than me. He's 19 years old. I was talking about Warp Tour and he said, what's Warp Tour? And I was like, my God, heart. we are gonna live in a time where people don't know what Warp Tour is because they stopped doing it. Yeah, it, that was just heartbreaking. Just Man. wanted to point that out. I need a moment of silence for, <laughs> for Warp Tour now. God. Um, why a moment of silence? It's still around. It's around forever. It's just like they announced a new yeah. lineup. I mean, like it's not going yeah. anywhere. Yeah. Also, it's too much money. In in um, a little bit of favor, I guess. I I am twenty three almost. So yeah. I guess they they um, were right. <laughs> I'm gonna. People will like me when I'm twenty three. Hating Blink. I need to look and see real quick. Give me one second, guys, because I'm gonna change my dishonorable, but I'm gonna tell you my original dishonorable, but I don't think you guys know it well enough to have like a good discussion about it. Try so me. my original dishonorable is the band Thursday. No. Okay. Sorry. Heard of them. I don't know the song enough. Friday by Cure. No, not close. <laughs> Um, I don't, my buddy Corey is going to kill me if he ever listens to this, but, um, he has like a Thursday tattoo and stuff. He loves Thursday. I just think the guy's voice is annoying. Um, I'm going to go a little bit more. I think you guys might be able to talk about it. I like the band, but it's not a good band. It's from first to last with Sonny Moore. No? Cool. All right. So anyway. Just go for it. Just talk about both. So um, before Skrillex was Skrillex, he was in a band called From First to Last. Oh. Sonny Moore. That's right. Sonny Moore. I literally was like, Skrillex. He's emo. And he was like, no, he's not. No, he's totally In that band, he was. Okay, now you're talking about. um, He doesn't have a good voice. No. (laughs) And it wasn't, they're not a good band, but they were fun to listen to as like an emo. It was just like embracing and so funny story about Sonny Moore is uh, I grew up in Louisiana I went on vacation to uh, Gulfport Mississippi which is about two and a half hours three hours away from where I lived Um, met two guys and a girl there because I was like a 13 year old kid I would go sit in the lobby and I was like and I met two guys from Texas and a girl from Louisiana and the two guys from Texas actually introduced me to like pop punk and stuff. They introduced me to like Starting Line and uh, Mest and like the pop punk bands. And um, the girl from Louisiana was named Emily. And long story short, we grew up. She actually ended up like going out with us anymore. And that's where the song Emily on their album is about. It's about that girl. Oh man. <laughs> um, <laughs> But it's not a good song. If you listen to him, it's like, <laughs> he, uh, well, like, in the sense that, like, he just can't hit the notes that he's trying to hit. And so. And that's why he does dubstep now. Yes, exactly. So. <laughs> he might again, think about moving on from that. Yeah, well. I'm that's not another big, story. Yeah. That's another story. Let's do a dubstep I'm not list. a big EDM uh, fan. But um, I put them, I wanted to add them on my list because I looked up, because I felt like I don't have enough beef on Thursday other than I don't like the guy's voice but from first to last was just like the emo kids liked it because it was emo music but you go back and listen to it now and you're like this is not good (laughs) 
So it's one of those bands that didn't hold up, right? Yeah, I had never even heard of them until Allie brought it up the other day. And, and I couldn't remember the band name, so thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and it was one of those things where it was like, oh, from first to last is getting back together with the original vocalist, who is Sonny Moore, who is Skrillex. And, like, I was like, why? <laughs> <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> because he needs to stop doing tough stuff. <laughs> but he doesn't need to go back to emo music. Like, he needs He's got to go else. somewhere, guys. <laughs> Oh man! All right. Well, cool. I'm excited to hear your your dishonorable. So I don't know if everyone's gonna agree with this. Oh lord! Is it Fall Boy? I have specific reasons why they count. First of all, man, you were like really trying us in this episode. <laughs> first of all, I thought we were gonna reminisce about. We're we're gonna reminisce about this band because I know everybody's heard of this band. Okay. Uh, Lint Biscuit. Now, not everyone thinks of them as an emo band, right? However, they appear on every single emo playlist I found, every single one, and I looked up their songs to look at the actual lyrics because I can't stand listening to his voice. It sounds like a tire screeching on the road, <laughs> and I looked at the actual lyrics, so I'm going to read some of those. I know, why you, I know why you want to hate me. I know why you want to hate me. I know why you want to hate me, because hate is all the world has ever seen lately. That's take a look around. Then there's... Um, let's see, where was it? It's just one of those days where you yeah. don't want to wake up. <laughs> you just want to break stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then there's, uh, where was the other one? Oh, another day, another night inside a lonely world. That repeats three times as well. They like doing that, I noticed. Yeah. They like repeating things three times. They don't like writing lyrics. But then he says, <laughs> such a lonely world, such a lonely world. Who's the man, the man in the middle? A lot of their songs, they also did a rendition of Behind Blue Eyes. A lot of their songs are very, very emo. It's like that punk era of emo bands. They're just a bad representation of emo, which is why they're dishonorable for me. I would have never considered them emo until I actually looked into it. They are definitely an emo band. They're just a really, really terrible and awful emo band. They remind me of an even worse P.O.D. Yeah, there you go. That's, well, and like we always talk about, my, my dishonorables are often things I just hate, and Limp Biscuit is one of those things I just can't. So you don't even like, like Nookie? Like, See, you don't even like for the nostalgic factor of like... The only song I like by them is actually Behind Blue Eyes. Everyone hates that one. I actually think it's a pretty solid cover, but it's it's it also shows that they're emo, but I just, I hate that they show up on like every single list. Like every single emo playlist I found, even like user made ones, you find Limp Biscuit, and so, I never had thought about that before. Are you saying that you don't like them because they're not emo, but they're considered emo? I don't like them, and I don't like them because they're they're not emo and they're considered emo, and I don't like them because I don't like Fred Durst. True. So okay. there there's so many reasons why I don't like them, but. I, I just found it so interesting that this band, who does not deserve to be on an emo playlist at all, but they're there, and their lyrics are the reason why. I mean, we talked about it. They technically do deserve to be there, but they're... It's... Yeah. You know. um, one song that sticks out for me is called Boiler, and it says, like, why do you have to go and meet somebody like me? It's like, why do you have to go and hurt somebody like me? And I, yeah. now that you're saying that, I'm yeah. like... That's pretty. Yeah, they're an emo it. band, and it's unfortunate because they shouldn't be. They shouldn't yeah. be allowed to be an emo band. Like I mean, I look what at, you're saying, like as far as you're concerned, they shouldn't be a band. Like I said, <laughs> Fall Out Boy could have never made my dishonorable on this. As much as I don't like them, because I just don't like them. They're emo. They're definitely emo. I just it's not my type of music. And they have a couple good songs. Limp Bizkit has one that I've ever heard that I like. That's it. One song, and it's not a song they wrote. 
So, yeah. Are there any other weird people you want to add to this list, like David Bowie or anything? Oh, you like... could totally throw David Bowie on this list. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, if you, want, if you want me to throw it on there. I mean, like, saying, he, like, he's the original queen of rock, Elton John. The, uh, like, listen to Elton John's lyrics. The... The uh, the Johnny Depp musical about the barber like is that Sweeney emo Todd. music? Yeah, is that, is emo that an music? emo thing? <laughs> is everything Tim Burton does emo in some sort of way? Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> it is. You know what? You bring that up, and we talked oh, about the Cure earlier, right? We talked about it before the podcast started, and we talked about how the Cure is also another band that was very emo in their way, and Tim Burton, his favorite band. The Cure, the Cure. Yeah. and hits his favorite. That singer. makes sense. He appears makes... on the Alice in Wonderland soundtrack because that's one of his favorites. You songs. also yeah, styled makes... one of your short films based on the band. It did, including I... me. Oh. Well, that was no, that was Clash. You're thinking of Clash. Oh, the yeah. other one. I styled another <laughs> film though, which you worked on, Josh and Anti. Yeah. It was I styled that one off of Tim Burton's style, which is okay. a lot of the Cure style. I just wanted to point out too that I am wearing a Pierce the Veil hat and a Thirty Seconds to Mars shirt. And neither, neither of them were on my list, so ha. I do like Pierce the Veil. I'll say that. Me too. Um, um, of course I'm blanking on the uh, Selfish selfish Machines. Yes. Um, got me through my deployment in the Navy. Like, I listen to that probably once a day or, or every other day. Um, but the more they put out, the more nasally he gets and the less interested I become. I haven't listened to them in a very long time. Yeah. yeah. But it, again, a lot of these bands have that like nostalgic factor where I'll go back yeah. and like reminisce on the music and it reminds me of like what I was doing when I was listening to the music, which is kind of neat. It's like, oh man, I was like a big piece of poop back then. <laughs> I was like listening to this song. That's one of those bands that I saw at Warped <gasps> Tour and I realized how horrible all the fans are. Oh yeah, that too. Yeah. It's like the Rick and Morty girls. thing, right? It's like... I like the band, but I hate the fans, so yeah. it makes me not like the band. And so when I went to see them at Warped, yeah. I was like, oh my god, do I even actually like them? It's also like the bands that get really big, I don't like to go see because it's just way too many people. Like A Day to Remember, I just yeah. don't want well, to go see we them. Were, mm-hmm. We were talking about this earlier because we want to see, this is not an emo band, but Black Keys are coming to Denver mm-hmm. and they're playing the Pepsi Center, which is too big of a venue for me to want to go see the Black Keys. It's I don't want to sit small. in the nosebleeds of a yeah. hockey arena to and watch, watch a, band. a rock like, band. <laughs> it's a duo, too. They're a duo. It's not like there's a full band or a show. They're not Coldplay. So, as far as emo just... bands go, too, you need, I mean, you need a place for a good mosh. Wait, why didn't Coldplay make my dishonorable list? How I dare hate you? Coldplay. How dare you? <laughs> Wait, you hate old Coldplay? I've never considered them an emo band, but while we're on the subject, you don't like old Coldplay? I just don't New? like Coldplay. I just don't like Coldplay. How much Coldplay have you heard? Enough. <laughs> <laughs> Do you actually know? This is Cameron signing off. Do you even Coldplay, bro? <laughs> Give him the cold shoulder. All right. Oh, man. I'm done. Let's that wasn't even a good... It wasn't. It really wasn't. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here. All right. Uh... Yep, that was our top five emo bands. If you guys uh, have any emo bands that you think we missed, you can post them on our Facebook or Twitter. If you think Slipknot is an emo band, or any of Cameron's picks for that matter. I'm actually going to put a poll about Slipknot because I'm curious. You should. I think that's a good... Put uh, a poll about Rolling Stones. I'm kind of curious point, what people yeah. want to say. But also, if you just want to say hi, who's go ahead more, and post to our Facebook. I'm going to put a poll that says, who's more emo, Rolling Stones or Slipknot? Let's do it. Put it up there. <laughs> I'm just like, what kind of poll is this? 
Um, but yes, uh, thanks for sticking with us for this last hour and 15 minutes. And uh, as always, you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at List This Podcast. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at JawsXBird. You can follow me on Twitter at the Cameron Guy. And are you on Twitter? I am on Twitter. I have a grand total of five followers. Sweet. Um, if you want to join my army, um, you can follow me at Creative Dabbler, but without the E at the end of creative. Okay. Um, cool. Or you can follow me on Instagram, which I actually use, at The Alley Bear. So, as always, uh, this has been List This, where we list and you listen. We'll see you next time. Thanks, guys.